isn't. So I don't know, Kenneth. Um, I got I, I got a couple of calls here. I got to move forward, but, but but thank you for your okay, thoughts today. I, yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. I enjoy you. Okay. All right, now I've got to go to break. Wow, I've got to really got to go to break. Um, you're listening to W uh, Chris Murray on WRD Radio, Chris Murray Report on WRD Radio, ninety six point one FM, nine hundred AM, streaming live on WRDRadio.com. We'll be right back. In Pennsylvania, everyone counts, and everyone needs to participate in the census. Our population count determines our voice in government and how much federal funding our communities receive for health care, food assistance, education, transportation, housing, and more. So every infant and child, every foreign and U.S. citizen, everyone matters. For a stronger future, we all need to count. To learn more, go to pa.gov census. Want the latest in word swag? Check out the shop tab on wordradio.com. Hoodies, tees, and more in a variety of colors. The shop tab on wordradio.com. Show the world that you're all about black. Talk media. Keeping you informed, engaged, and connected. Word Radio and wordradio.com. Stay tuned and log on for the latest news, interviews, and resources to help you navigate COVID-19. And be sure to follow us on social media at OnWord on Instagram and Twitter and Forward on Facebook. Stay informed with Word Radio. This is Word Radio. 96.1 FM. And 900 AM WURD Philadelphia. Black. Talk Media. genius of our young people. This is 16-year-old Joey Alexander, jazz. Man, this kid, I only heard a few minutes of his piano. This kid can play. And see, you know, like I said, you know, it, it exposes we've got smart children. Let, let me let me say that. We got a lot of smart. I teach, even even some of the kids who kind of, you know, m- you know, puddle around my class, they're smart kids. I had to get on them. I had to put, put my foot on them a little bit, put my, you know, light into them a little bit. But, you know, that's what we have. Okay, we got Calvin on the line with us. Calvin, what's happening? How Calvin from Delaware. What's happening, brother? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. You know, I, I was, you know, listening listen to your program, uh, always enjoy listening to you on Saturday. And I know that uh, I remember it was um, a player on Washington Redskins. I think it was also one of the years that they won the Super Bowl. Then after the Super Bowl, when they had, when he had come out and said that he couldn't read. You know, okay, like, you're talking you know, about um, Dex- Dexter Manley. Dexter yeah, Manley. You know, he I mean, he, you know, he was he was an athlete, and you know, he went went to school and what have you. But he was just passed the law. Right. So all this time, he he couldn't read. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I was also thinking about this other athlete who played in the NBA, and uh, his father also played in the NBA. It was the same thing; he couldn't read or write. Right. So you know, you're you know you're in these situations where you're in school and you're just being passed along, you're being exploited. So you know, if you're, I mean, can, people can just be taken advantage of. You can't even read. Yeah. You know? So. And, and, and that's the thing that you know that happens in this in the sports industrial complex. It's like what Bill Roden talked about the conve- athletic conveyor belt. And, I mean, you know, you come in, and you, if you're a great player, a lot of your little things get overlooked. Even some of the bad things you do get overlooked because you can slam dunk a basketball. You can you run a you run a four two forty, and you can do all those things. And the education. And then, of course, you know, now we you also have families who become who I don't know, they become um, hangers on. You know, they become people who who hang on, you know, because right. with the you expectation know. that you're going to make it in the pros, 
you know, never mind you might blow out a knee. Never mind right. that. Right. Never mind that. To me, like a lot of things in life, you know, let's face it, sports is about luck, politics, and things of that nature. If you got a coach that's going to be your advocate, I've I've seen that in sports. I mean, that's that's been my some of my experiences in sports. They will, you know, if a coach likes a guy, heck, he, you know, even even a guy who's mediocre, they'll give him playing time. And I've I've seen thing, I've seen that in sports. Go ahead. The thing is, I mean, it's like you know this emphasis on sports. I mean, I'm not knocking sports. I, I play ball, in, you know, in the playgrounds too. But you know, it's just that. So if you're, you know, you're out there playing ball and what have you, and you want to be, you know, you want to be an NBA player and all that. But but what? If, but what if you don't make it? What if you have like um, some kind of injury where you can't physically play anymore? What do you have to? What are you going to do to have to fall back on if you're not if you're not going to school, getting any kind of education? You know, so. I just wanted to just say that, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, you know, we all have the dream. I mean, it's it's nothing wrong with the dream, but I think that we have to be a little realistic about it. So, no, um, no, Calvin, uh, thank you for the call. I got people okay. clogging up, but thank, thank you, you for the call. You make a great point. We got Maurice from from South. Is this Mo from Southwest Philly? Oh, the other one, uh, Maurice from South. From South Philly, or from Philly. Southwest, brother. Don't get it messed up. Southwest, my bad, man. Come on, man. Because you know, I'm, you know that I am Chris <laughs> Mary and always will be. Well, thank you. Thank you. Let me tell you something. You know what it reminds me of when I worked up at Grady for prison? Mm -hmm. I had this guard that worked with me. He right. owned 11 stores on the street. You mm -hmm. hear me? Yeah. North Philly, he owned 11 stores. Right. He couldn't read or write. Right. But see... And he told me one time he was ashamed because he couldn't read or write. I said, you know what, brother? Don't be ashamed because I, I'm not able to have 11 stores on the street. Yeah, I mean, no, no, you make a good point. But see, here's the thing that a, 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 a very wise man, um, when I was a student at Michigan State uh, back in, in the late 80s, a buddy of mine, named, his name was Ed Reed. His name was Ed. And he told me, he said, look, all learning is not in that classroom, okay? The thing about it, we have to expose our young people to learning outside the classroom as well. And I think that, to me, a lot of guys who are contractors, who are business people, make, you know, they make lots of money. And this is why I was saying that it's not just about going to college or, or going to some, you know, grand university, you know, to get a Ph.D., I mean, you can learn a lot as a plumber. You can learn as a as a builder. You can learn those. This is where I think where I think sometimes education falls down a little bit, even at the collegiate level, is that we're not teaching kids how to how to operate in and in, um, in, in the real world, how to take what they learn in the classroom into the real world. And we're not teaching kids that we're not teaching them how to do that. And, you know, when I when I, I can give a kid a grammar test, I can, I can tell them, you know, the ways in which you use commas or how to use subject verb agreement. But if I don't see that when they write, when they have to write something, then it has to go. It, it, you have to teach them not only memory. I don't get it twisted. I, I want them to memorize certain things, but we have to teach them how to apply just like in boxing. We talk about boxing. We teach we teach guys how to jab. We got they they've got to understand how all that works when you're in that ring and how to adjust when your game plan is not working in the ring. You know because we as we always say in boxing, everybody has a game plan until you feel that first left hook to the jaw and and you get staggered a little bit. You say you're some dag. This guy can hit. What do you do from that point? You know to survive in the fight. So if we can teach that. If we can teach that in sports, we can certainly teach that in academia. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, Chris, I know what you're saying, but you know what I what the thing is the, that uh, the, the finish your story on that guy. He did learn how to read after that, and I said, right. man, I said you, but you can see you got skills that nobody has, and he, they, even 48 Hours did a story on him. Right, right, and he, you know he after that he got himself together and everything. But when I'm saying to these young fellas, when I talk to them. When they talk about these sports, I say, listen here, you got skills, but when you get up to the top league, it's going to be guys that's better than you, just as good as you, and it always helps to have that 4.0 average to get you. If you can't get into 
uh, Ohio State or something like that, you might be able to get into a, 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 a Dretzel or someplace like that and still play ball and have a great education. Absolutely. Or you can always go to, to Morgan or Howard or, or Cheney or, or Lincoln. It's that's, not right. A- that's right. But what I'm saying is now let's get back to the sports. Yeah. My, my big goal is once this, this thing is over with, because, you know, I'm all cloaked down. with. Well, I look like a spaceman when I go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a helmet with a shield and a face mask under the shield. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, was, I don't know why I brought this stuff, but I, I got all this stuff, this gear here. But what I'm saying is I would like to see on your show, because uh-huh. we're talking about your show, I would like to see you have hockey players on. Mm-hmm. Tennis players on, you know, all the all sports that all we think about is stop staying uh, one generation. That just all we do is play basketball and football and, and baseball players on. Let's get back out there. Remember when the bars were around, we had leagues. Mm-hmm. And get back to that kind of stuff and let them know it's a wide range of sports that you can do. You just ain't got to be stuck in the in the bottleneck there. You can right. You don't have to play out. just football and basketball. And I and I agree with you on baseball because if I had to regret anything in my athletic life, I wish I would have concentrated really hard on baseball. Well, that's I mean, where the money at. Right. That's that's definitely where the money is. And I just love the sport. I mean, I I'm I'm the one person in the black community and one one person in the black community, I do not understand why baseball, how baseball became unhip to a lot of black people in pop culture. I'm sorry, and there's something, and I, and I object to that because baseball is just a great sport. I mean, baseball is not boring. I mean, baseball, you know, the head games in between the head games is exciting. But where did that come from that black people just don't play baseball because it's boring? I mean, come on, well, well, stop. Well, what happened with that is in our community, so you got to, to play baseball, you got to associate with people. There's no more going in the house with the computer games, you got to actually get out there and play. And you got to have the love. But that's, for the that's game. with any that's with any sport. You got to play basketball. You yeah, got to play it's football. Team, it's more of a team sport, right? Than even base, than even basketball, football. Because them guys, you know, you when you when you playing, you, you know, you got the offense and the defense that go out there, and, and and a lot of the playgrounds in our areas are not set up for that. Right, I I agree, I agree with you on that. And one of the things, if I could organize an initiative. And, and once once I once I really cycle back here, I would love to just okay. Let's have a, a, a recreation center where okay, okay, kids. Here's the bats. Here's the balls. Here's here's all the stuff. You organize the game. You all play, touch whatever rules you play, and let them. Because we don't kids don't do don't go outside and play anymore. I used to you know go to when I was when I was living in D.C. I would walk through Howard University and and, and when Howard University was really the hood, and I would see kids you know just going back and forth and playing football. And sometimes I would just watch just to see. I would tell because I like to say okay, kid, this is how you do a double move. This is how I. I like to do that but we don't see that anymore because of video games because of technology you know our kids and i and i suspect it's going to be like that during you know during the during this lockdown so maurice i, I gotta move on to the next person because i got i got the call but it's always a pleasure talking to you man you know I always, and thank you for always you know being a contributor to this show man i am chris murray Thank you. Okay, thanks, Maurice. Now we got Maurice. We have another Maurice on with us. Can we can we put him on? Okay, Maurice from hey, what, Chris. What, what what part of Philadelphia are you calling in from? North Philly. North Philly. Maurice from North Philly. Okay, I want right. to make that distinction. Okay. Right. What's happening, Maurice? What's on your mind? I listen to your conversation, um, and you write about the thing we you know we check the kids. You got to look at practical and theory. Right. Theory is the book work. Practical is the hands on work. Right, and that's what's missing out the black community. Right, because when you talk about making adjustments, a lot of times the black kids do make adjustments, but they make them within their own mind. Right, and we become um, unfundamental, but we may, we able to play, but not with a fundamental base. Right. So, but you're able to make them adjustments. But when you have a practical and theory in place, that lets you become more fundamental. Right. And then as you keep practicing, you learn how to do different things different ways. Mm-hmm. Even no. if you stumble onto it. Right. So the same way we do in sports, mm-hmm. we can do in education. Right. The key is no one's taking the time out to do that with the kids. Right. If you look at what's going on in sports, sports for the last 25 years is a microcosm 
of the society. Yeah. And what they did was, we didn't do it, mm-hmm. but the power to be put a shift in sports. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last 25 years, no one really, no longer recruit in the black community far as in the inner city. Right. Everything, I, is, coming, yeah. everything is coming from the suburbs. I, and and on, on one on one level, I think you're right, but I also think that um, they they recruit in the inner city. Believe me, they they do. Well, let's well let's look at the number one players. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the number one players, and let's talk about Philly. Right. There's a hate for Kobe, and Kobe's family is originally from Southwest Philly. Right. But there's a hate on Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant's family moved him to the suburbs. Yeah, I mean yeah, so that that's true. You have Philly people saying that he's not from Philly, in reality, he is. But they say he's not from Philly. Right. So if you look at over the last 25 years, your top pick players come out of private school in suburban or rural areas. Yeah, but you know what? That's interesting, the private schools, because a lot of private schools go to the inner city to get they, those players. And they give the, and they give those kids scholarships. I grew, dude, I, in, in, in Philly and Baltimore are two, are two, are two you know, similar cities. There's no doubt about it. And, 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 I saw, and, and I saw some of the, co- I mean, the, the high school, the private high schools in Baltimore, they're they're almost like colleges. They recruit these kids out of you know out of out of the city. I've seen kids who are in Catholic schools in terms of you know intellect and education may not be as smart as me, but they can play basketball and they get the scholarship. Okay, no doubt about it. No, no doubt about that. No and I'm not hating it. on those kids because hey, man, if you if you can get if if you can get into a good private school or any type of place where you can maximize your, the opportunity to get an education, I'm all for it. I'm not gonna just well, he he shouldn't because he plays sports. Nah, 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 nah. Can't do that. I mean, right. because the thing is, maybe that's maybe that sport is leading that person to their opportunity to get an education. And I think that everybody has. I mean, to me, I think you have the right to health care and education. I think right. education is very, very important. And, you know, you're right. And, and the thing is, though, I think at the end of the day, we want we want our kids. We want the best for our children. And, um, you know, I, I, I teach. At the collegiate level, and yes, I'm hard on them. I get on them. What, but what, what school did you teach at? I teach at Bowie State, Bowie State University I'm down in Maryland. I'm familiar with Bowie. I'm familiar with Bowie, and I'm familiar with Baltimore, Skip Wise, and Jeff Cassell, San Cassell, father and uncle. Yeah. East I, Baltimore. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, but the thing is, is that we, you know, I, I mean, I don't, and I, and I never like space. By, by the way, Kobe, Kobe Bryant was should should be going into the Hall of Fame today. I think I don't know. I think they, they I think they made that announcement. If I'm not, I'm glad you put that up. I, I, I'm mad that announced, but but I don't like the fact, and and sometimes I get in arguments. With people, to me, Kobe Bryant's a Philly guy. He is a Philadelphia player. I mean, right. because uh, and like like I say again, you know, I look at I look at some of the people who play sports, and to me, I don't care. Like in the D.C. area, Dematha High School, while located in Maryland, he, we say he's a D.C. area player. You know, Absolutely. and so the thing is, and you know, I would say like Dwayne Farrell, who who That's went, yeah, who went to. Um, who went Calvary to Hall. Calvary Hall, right? Correct. And and there were some other guys who went to Towson Catholic. To right. me, they're Baltimore. I don't care if they play if they played in Baltimore County. I mean, right. to you me, they're Baltimore. Ba- they're Baltimore. And the right. same thing with Philadelphia. To me, and 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 like Villanova, I consider Villanova a Philly school, even though it's on the main line. To me, well, it's they moved f- out of Philly. It, you got to know the history. That's why Sunny Hill League was so important. Right, Sunny Hill League was too much full of history. Right, and so that's why you have to understand. Right, if you know the history of Kobe and his family mm-hmm. and his uncle Chubby Cox and them, right. you know who they are. Right. If you know the history of Villanova, know that Villanova moved out of Philly mm-hmm. to the main line. So the history is about knowing the history. And a lot of people make statements off misinformation. Yeah. And you understand what I'm saying? No, no, no absolutely about it. You, Chris, mm-hmm. this is one question I want to ask you. Ask me a question. And I heard some of the professional pundits like Stephen A. Smith and them make this ridiculous statement. They said that they don't consider Kobe Bryant being a great player, even though he's the most skilled player ever played in the NBA. They don't see him being a great player because they see Michael Jordan. And I asked people this question. Mm-hmm. When you send your son, I said, first of all, what does Michael Jordan do that's not fundamental? He just put a twist to it or a spin to it. Everything he does is fundamental. Yeah. When you send your kids to basketball camp, 
Whenever you spend all that money to send your kids to camp, mm-hmm. it's to learn to do what Michael Jordan know how to do professionally. It's well, I'm going to tell you something. With uh, Kobe Bryant, it's to learn to do what Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. know how to do professionally. When you go to camp, you're going to camp to learn the fundamentals to get better as a player. Kobe Bryant, suppose if, every, if everybody used that term, well, he copied Mike. If that's going to make you better, everybody should be copying Mike. Well, I'm going to say this. Anybody who would say that Kobe Bryant is not amongst the greatest players that ever played this game is out of their, I'm not going to say D-A-M, D-A-M-N minds, but they got to be out of their minds. Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't, I, I'm not a Lakers fan. You know, I'm a Sixers fan, sometimes Wizard, or Washington Wizards fan, but, you know, Kobe was a great player. And you got to acknowledge that he was, whether you liked him, loved him, or hated him, he was a great player. He was a great human being as well. I mean, he came back from a, from a difficult circumstances, you know, with, with his wife and his family, got in a little trouble, but he got his life together, okay? He I mean, got. Chris, the, the key is this they missing, Chris. This is what they upset about Kobe. Everybody they talk about, they script was written. Mm-hmm. When you look at Kobe, you look at Floyd Mayweather, they written their own script. And that's and that and that's the thing, that's you know. Problem. That's that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta write your own. I mean, you gotta write your own script. I mean, I mean, that's why people criticize LeBron James because LeBron James he writes his own script and he go and 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 he does his own thing. Dude, I gotta move on. Maurice, right, thank you, you thank you for for calling. Um, we have Derek from North Philadelphia. Derek, um, what's happening, man? Derek, Hello. yeah, I'm right here, dude. Clyde, 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 how are you? Is hey, Chris, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing okay. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to stay isolated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's here, here's what I want you to do. I I, I want to hold you for a second. We got to go to break, and I want to take my okay. breaks on time. I want to hold you, but we'll but we'll get back to you. So, so hang with me. When we come right. back from break, I'm coming right to you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Chris Murray Report on WURD Radio, 96.1 FM, 900 AM. Streaming live on WURDradio.com. And follow us on social media platforms on Onward. And we are streaming live on Facebook right now. We'll be right back. Be heard. Be heard. Want another way to join the conversation? Follow us on social media. Using the hashtag Onward. Be heard. Stay connected to Word Radio. Independent Black Media. Dietz and Watson has been making premium meats and artisan cheeses for over 80 years. And when it comes to stacking sandwiches and party platters, they've got something for everyone in the family, like maple honey turkey breast, American cheese, buffalo chicken, and more. So get to your local deli and taste four generations of family recipes. With Dietz and Watson on the table, you'll have everyone coming back for seconds and thirds. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The City of Philadelphia brings you the following updates. The IRS has extended the deadline to file and pay taxes. The new deadline is July 15th. The Department of Revenue has extended the deadline to pay commercial and residential property taxes to April 30th. There are several grants and loans available to support small businesses and preserve jobs impacted by COVID-19. For additional updates from the City of Philadelphia, visit phila.gov. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at On Word or on Facebook at Forward Word TV. Black Talk Media.
Mr. Wanzel on keyboard, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I say, see, hang out with David Fritz, my producer, is a is an education in music. See, I'm learning things. See, here's the thing. I don't I don't know everything about anything. So about everything. I don't know everything. I'm I'm the first to admit that, you know, I don't know everything. And a lot of times that is the highlight of wisdom to admit that you do not know everything. So Clyde, what's happening, man? Tell me tell me what's on your mind today, bro. Well, I'm, I'm listening. I was listening to the conversation earlier, and right. you know, you was talking about you know as far as the education and some of these athletes, and you know that gets down to our fault, and you know not teaching some some of the, you know what I tell some of the kids. I work at two different um two different school districts. You got to give your um children right now some street and some books. Are they not gonna make it? I would. I'm dead serious. I I would say um, I, would, I would I would I agree with that. I mean, you gotta have a little bit of street. And, you know, you have to have a little bit, you got to have a lot of book knowledge. I mean, you know, yes. well, I, I would say your personal, you know, at, at first glance, some people used to look at me and say, man, you, you got all that book knowledge, man. No, I, I, I've i been out there. Let's just say that. I, I, I'll i leave it there. But but the thing well, is, but the thing is, I don't go around, I don't now, I don't go around like I'm a tough guy. Yeah, man, I'm from the hard life of Baltimore. No, I didn't really. But. I've, you know, you see, you see things in life. You, I mean, you, you don't have to actually be a part of that situation to see right. it, understand it, and know how you have to maneuver and survive in the streets. Now, I, that that much I understand, but you know, I don't. But I mean, you would never. I would never walk around it like, hey, it's a badge of honor. I can kick your butt and whatnot. No, I, 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 I besides yeah. that, that draws too many cops. But you know, I, I, I say that to say this because. Um, we we can't really fault the educational system for not teaching our, our kids about us. Right. We only, only pitch people on a unit on, on the planet right now that don't know us. Everybody else knows us, but we don't know us. You know I agree I mean? with and that. I'm just being honest. Um, the other thing, you know, it's like it, it's sad to me to see people like um, I think his name was Chris Maxburn that was walk on play for the Lakers and um, Dexter Manley and several of them. You talking, talking about Chris Washburn? That yeah, played, Chris that played, Washburn. I'm sorry. Yeah, he played at North Carolina State yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, I remember and him. I see these, you know, these coaches, teachers, and everybody else get them, giving them passes, giving them passes all the time instead of you know checking them. Right. No, they they not being checked. They not being checked in high school. They not being checked in college. They virtually get away with everything. And then when you see you're not, they not marketable. Uh, um, after that. You know, they just let them go. I mean, right. that's that's even from personal experience from a um, family member. Right. And and it's it's um we gotta we gotta we gotta do better with our children. And 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 basically, you know, the TV is doing it. The right. movies is doing it. The radio is doing it. And you got these big eyes seeing this, that, and the other, and just you know trying to stay humble and let things come to you. Um, I agree with your last caller. We don't know the history, and we're not teaching it. Yeah, we're and not that's, teaching it at all. I, you know what, you know what, Clyde, you're right. I see it all the time. You know, I, I've given over the years, given students assignments on Martin Luther King. I always, you know, like to give people um, the assignment on a letter from a Birmingham jail, and you know, our kids really don't know. They said, and and I see it in the right. I say, well, the blacks back then, and I'm like, you know, this, this is your, you know, you should know civil rights history between Malcolm, Black Panthers. To me, that should be almost second nature, to, in, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion, you know, you should have some knowledge of yourself, just as secondhand, just as as you know, just as almost as a part of your nature. And a lot of our kids don't. And I'm not just talking about the our, our, our people from the inner city. I'm talking about black middle class kids who may have grown up in in a, in a northwest D.C. or West Oak Lane or whatever middle class conclave, Prince George's County, Maryland. You know, where you have black people who have money and all that. You know, or Shaker Heights, Ohio. Places like that, you know, Baldwin Hills and all those places, you would think that, quote unquote, middle class black kids would have that knowledge and they don't. And that bothers me. That but bothers you, me to see, no end. But you see why, you know, one of the things, Chris, and let's just be honest. Yeah. You know, you get in a high tax bracket. Right. I, I don't want them over there. I don't want them over there. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. You know, 
one one of the things that we should, you know, art imitate life a lot. Right. So, you know, like the movie he got game. Perfect illustration. Right. It's a perfect illustration. It didn't focus on how, you know, his academia. It just focused on the process of getting oh. to the pros and dealing with life. Right. You know, life challenges. And, you know, I think that should be required reading or viewing by any college and high, um, high school student. You know, it so also should be required hoop dreams. Hoop dreams should also be required. Yes, sir. That too. And right. also um, the boys from Dunbar. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, these and see these films right here need to be shown to them. And mm. not, they, they don't want to see that. Right. They don't want to see that. But we got to make them sit down. And, and, and view this so they have a, uh, a balanced understanding. There's no balance. There's right. No balance at all. Right. There's you know, no balance. Like, there's, there's, there's not that nuance that, hey, you no. can be, you, you know, your education is just as important or even exactly. probably even more important than your athletic because your athleticism goes away after a while. Oh, definitely. And then, I'm living proof know, of we, that. We but read them fly, them fly by night stories of these athletes going broke and got five hours and living in a park and things of that nature. You know, as far as, like, baseball, you know, like the brother said, you know, we're not teaching that. And, you know, we became individuals. Right. Instead of a team. Right. You know, ain't them, you know, and, I, and I'm listening to this thing that, that Mike said. I think it was either Mike or Kobe. And he, the coach told me, well, there ain't no iron team. But he said, no, it's an iron win. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, I, I forgot what I heard. I don't know. If, I think it was Mike. I think it was Mike, but we, you know, we getting off on this on this this me thing. And I mean, I used to play baseball, I had fun with it. Right. I mean, we played we played different sports, tennis, football. You know, we just throw of stuff to play. And these guys is just got one track mind and just focus on one thing. Yeah. And the thing about it, the nuance about all of that is that when you play different sports, it makes you more agile, and you different using different muscles. No doubt about it. No doubt, but Clyde, I gotta, I gotta move forward because I got Harold and other people waiting for me online. So, th- as always, Clyde, thank you very much for your yes, call, sir. man. Thank you, bro. All right, Harold from North Philadelphia. What's happening, Harold? Hello. Hello. Harold, you're on the air, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm on the air. I'm on the air. Hello, there. How, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay, man. What's happening? Oh. Oh, I was telling this man about this free coffee you get at Panero's if you pay eight ninety nine. Hey, look, there's a guy over there in Australia. He just brought the team he used to work for. Who is he? You know him? What was this now? A guy in Australia? Yeah, he brought the team he used to play for. Uh, I can't think of I can't think of his name off the top of my head. From Australia, he bought the team. Was he a basketball player, football player? Basketball player. Basketball player. Was it Stefan Marbury, perhaps? Might be. Light skinned guy, all I know. Light skinned guy, okay. I had to. Not Ben okay, Simmons. I'm not a follower of sports, but I do a lot of reading. You do now, a lot of reading. Yeah, now, now here's it, but I can't remember nothing. You know, I, I got the uh, CRS. You know what CRS is? Yeah, yeah, but you can't say the S part on the air. No, I won't say it on there. I won't. I know, I know better. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, look, I talk to a lot of these young boys about old history and what uh, history, history about what happened. I'm 81. Right. Happened during the uh, 50s and 60s and uh, part of the 40s that I used to read about. Uh-huh. And the first thing they tell me, oh, man, I would have been kicking some butt. How you going to kick some butt and the sheriff is on their side? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about rain? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man. You know, you know, uh, there was a guy, uh, there's not in there, uh, Khalil Gibran Muhammad, um, who wrote a book called The Combination of Blackness, and he said that back in, they did a study of Philadelphia, and they said that when crime was committed against black people, you know, the black person ended up going to jail. <laughs> so, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that's part of that history, too. And so, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. So, Wow, so that's interesting. Well, Harold, thank you for the call. I got, I got. And one more point. One more point. When the black mafia, you remember when the black mafia was around? The black mafia. Yeah. In Philly, yeah. I I wasn't in Philly at the time when the black mafia was around. It, it, it was the white mafia that helped get rid of. Them. Oh, it was the white mafia that helped get rid of the black mafia. What's wrong with the police? 
<laughs> along with the po along with the police. Okay, that's that, and that's probably true too. Well, I mean, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. I listen every week. Okay, thank you, thank you. We got Yusef from Swedesboro, New Jersey. Hey, how's it going, Chris? How you doing? Today? Yusef, I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. What's what's, what's going on, man? Yeah, well, I just tuned in on the car, and I ran into the house so I could call you. Uh, a few minutes ago, you had mentioned Kobe. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess mentioned that he was a Philly boy. Now, I guess being a former military guy, I'm kind of a purist, a black and white guy, not really a gray zone guy. Right, so, I hear what's you. Your, what's your litmus test for being a Philly boy? But before you get there, I'm going to tell you, because, you know, when I played in high school, unfortunately, I was over here in Jersey, even though I'm from West Philly. Right. But I, I played against Wilt Mac, uh, uh, Milt Wagner from Camden. I remember Milt Wagner played in Louisville, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember my guy posterized, so I don't really want to remember it, but I remember <laughs> it. <laughs> but you know what, though? I have you in high esteem for admitting that, for having the oh, guts yeah. and the courage to admit that. I have you in high esteem, sir. Go on. I, I, I tell the truth. I tell the truth. Right. But, I mean, you, you had him. He's in Camden right across the bridge from Philly. Right. Then now you have a few players from Chester that are playing in the NBA. So that's why I'd like to know what's your litmus test because like I say, I'm a purist. Well, yeah, no, I can get that because I, I, I my, my fiance is across the hallway. She is a purist too. Um, my litmus test is just if this is the area. I mean, if you if you're followed by Philly Philadelphia radio stations and TV inquirer when they do the all Met teams, whatever they want to call it, we call it all Met in my area. You know, we called it, you know, whatever. If if you're included in those teams, and because of sports, because Baskets, more basketball than say football, because we all cross cross pollinate, cross germinate, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I think germinate is a bad word, but I'm just I'm just making a point. I'm making is that um, you know the way AAU ball, the way Sunny Hill leagues, Baker leagues, whatever you want to call it, these guys inevitably play each other, whether it's through high school or you know special Christmas tournaments and all these other stuff and they're being measured against kids from New Jersey from like Camden Philadelphia it's the metro it's the metropolitan area Philadelphia is a metropolitan area that includes places like the main line like like suburban New Jersey it's like Washington D.C. Washington D.C. we say the metro and we call the Washington D.C. area the DMV do we say the district Maryland and Virginia it's a part of what the Washington area and Baltimore area, we kind of include Baltimore in that in, in that perspective too. But that general area, you know, if you play in those it, in those surrounding on the Beltway and on the Beltway, the Beltway, right? I lived in Temple Hill, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, if if you play in those areas, you you are going to, especially in basketball, you inevitably play each other. You will never. I mean, demand. I mean, we have a city title game in D.C. and I think they have a city title game here in Philly. You will inevitably play each other. Okay, and if you don't play each other in summer leagues, you inevitably inevitably will come across with 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 um, Sunny Hill League. You're talking about um, you're talking about uh, uh, AAU ball and all those other things. You're going to eventually play each other, and so this and, and, and all this nonsense. Oh, Philly, Kobe Bryant's not Philly. He's Philly. He plays basketball in this area, okay? He plays ball in this, he played ball in this area. So they all inevitably play each other. And in this day of basketball, you know people are going to play each other. You know, people are going to play each other, and that's the way it is. Hey, you know, you know it, it, there's an argument that you could talk about Baltimore City and D.C. area. I mean, they're, they're, they're 37 miles apart. I, I never understood that either. I mean, they're right next to each other practically, but although the cultures are vastly different, but it's like Oakland and San Francisco. They're right there with uh-huh. each other. <laughs> yeah. They're right on, they all, they hate each other, of course, because one's bigger than the other, but that's the, but that's the thing. You're right there. I mean, you know, but that's how provincial people, I mean, there are people who live in, in, in North Philly have never been to South Philly, never been down to City Hall. And, and vice versa. People who live in South Philly never been to West Philly. 
So right. you know we we we're kind of caught in our neighborhoods, but you know you, you you're still in the neighborhood, in my opinion. You know, Denise, my fiance, will argue with me about that, but that's how I feel. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. I mean, that's the way it goes. So, no, nah, man, I mean, you know, I mean, if the Inquirer includes you on their all-Met team, then you're Philly because Philly is the dominant city. Everybody else is a suburb. It's a dominant right. city, but this this is a part of the area. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, to me, if it were up to me, you know, back during the days of long distance, uh, you know, a call to Camden should be free. Just like when I lived in D.C., if I was calling somebody in in Arlington, Virginia, that's a that's a free call. That's right across the river. But I heard I heard it was different here. You know, so I mean, but that's how provincial people are. States hate each other and all that dumb nonsense when y'all need each other. You know, so that's that's one thing. So. Uh, Youssef, man, I enjoy. I enjoyed talking to you. I got. I, I got. I got to move people. I got to move right. to the next person. We got. No problem, brother. Appreciate uh, it. Thank. Thank you for your call, Prince from Schuylkill. What's happening, man? We gotta go to break. Okay. Well, Prince from Schuylkill, hang on the line if you're still with us. We gotta go to break. You're listening to the Chris Murray Report on WURD Radio, ninety-six point one FM, nine hundred AM, streaming live on WURDRadio.com, and we're streaming live on Facebook. Take a look at my face and everything. Don't laugh too hard, but take a look, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Always Best Care is a great place to work. Flexibility, leadership, purpose. Great benefits. There's never a dull moment. Diversity. Inclusion. Compassion. We love our jobs. If you're looking for a great place to work, you can join our compassionate Team Green. You can apply online at teamgreenabc.com or call 267-909-9248. Teamwork makes it work. No fear, just facts. WURD. WURD would like to thank everyone on the front lines in the face of COVID-19. Nurses, retail employees, doctors, emergency responders, sanitation workers, and anyone whose job requires that they be in the public. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Every day, you're making it better for everyone. Thank you from the entire Word family. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Love and happiness, yeah, something that can make you do wrong, make you do right, yeah. That's I love it. Make you do right, make you do wrong, and if it, and if you don't do right, you'll get hot grits thrown on you. I'm sorry, I had to put that in there. Al Green, the legendary, the legendary Al Green, my man. You know. Okay, so we still have Prince from Schuylkill on the line with us. Prince, hey, what's man, how are you? Hey, man, I'm I'm doing all right, man. I'm just trying. To, when when you box or when you wrestle, it first starts in your club, whether it's boys club or girls club or whatever, and then you go citywide, and then you go statewide. And the reason why you want to go to every gym in the city is because you have to say how good you is. When people see you, they're going to be like, yo, you seen that boy out of Nice Town? Same thing they did with Melvin Taylor, the same thing they did with uh, with, with Bernard Hopkins. And so, and so, you know, I got a 12-year-old now, and so he see all the trophies, and he see that I won it at every level. And so I bump him, and I push him, and so Wifey, when he was coming up, put him in his league where he gave out trophies to everybody. Like, whether one loss, whether, you know, I was like, you can't, you can't put him in these areas where they do that. <laughs> he won't fight hard to, to win anything because they give trophies at losing team, the winning team. And so that pissed me off. But now he's 12 years old. He's the only sixth grader who made his middle school basketball team. 
you know. And so, so I think that we've lost some of that hunger in our in our youth now, where self determination to be the best is not really required for you to, the coach to be there. The coach is there because he see that you have that self determination. And, and and another point I want to make is that I think that we shouldn't. I, I think the problem we have is developing these. Uh, athletes through farm systems that are not controlled. So I think you should pay them in college. I don't know. If I, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I think that. I think you should pay them in college. And once you pay them in college, then hook or cook, you know, let them be able to take care of a baby, of a newborn that they have. Let them be able to give mom some money, you know, because at the end of the day, if they never make it, to see them being a janitor at the high school with their uh, uh, jersey retired at that high school is so demoralizing. You know, and takes away. And I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my call. All right. No, thank you, Prince. You know, that's interesting. You talk about you talk about the idea of going around to different gyms and showing how good you are. I think that sometimes, I, I, you know, we talk about trophy. I guess the trophy winning. I don't mind giving a kid for stuff participation. But I think you have to earn some things as well. I do believe, though, when it comes down to coaching, to me, one of the things that irritated me when I was when I was running track in high school, and and one of the things that that often bothered me when it come when it comes down to coaching and how they deal with kids, there has to be a realization that a lot of these kids aren't going to go pro, and I. I'm telling you that because there was a story. There's a story I wanted to share with everyone. Um, I was covering track, uh, high school track, for two newspapers down in in the D.C. area. One was the the Prince George's Journal and one was the Prince George's Gazette where I was sports editor. And one day I was covering, and to me, one of my favorite beats in covering sports in those days was high school. I love covering track because I ran track in high school. I love covering track. And during the course of covering the uh, Maryland State uh, Track and Field Championships, I, I, I accidentally heard the conversation of a coach talking to one of his athletes. So I think she finished, I mean, really poorly in, in, in her heat and, and came up short and was really despondent. And one of the things that kind of refreshed me, you know, almost made me cry and made me that really, I guess, you know, just really warmed my heart was the coach was saying, hey, look, you didn't you didn't win the race or something like that. But you know what? You PR today. You, you know, personal record. That's the thing we talk you using track. You ran the best race of your season and you should be proud of that. And what I'm saying is, no, I'm not saying that everybody deserves a trophy, but a lot of times kids have to understand the other side of that, that sometimes you're going to push your best effort. You may not win on the field. You may not always win, but you put your best effort. And sometimes the most important thing in life is not always winning and losing. I mean, you're not, you know, I always say people will in life will inevitably lose more than they win. And, you know, the thing is, you guys tell kids that the, sometimes the purpose, yes, you want to win, but you got to give your best effort. And sometimes that effort doesn't always translate into a win, but, hey, you tried. You tried hard. And you have to learn from that defeat how to get better. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's about making progress. You don't always win. But you may, but maybe, maybe the goal is to be better than what you were yesterday. Does that make sense? Two one five six three four eight zero six five one eight six six three six one zero nine hundred. Does it make sense that hey, you may not have won this game today, but maybe you played better in this area. Maybe you got better in certain things. Maybe you, you know, people say there are no moral victories especially at the pro level and collegiate level too. But the pro level, there may not be any moral victories. But when, you, when, when, we, when we're educating kids about sports, you know, there, there, are, there are moral victories. There are. Absolutely, there, there are moral victories. There are situations in sports, and, it's, and we have to teach this to our kids. You may not have been, you know, you may not, you know, make it to the playoffs, 
And by the way, we just I just heard and just got just got word that Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant uh, made the made the Basketball Hall of Fame today. And I'm and I'm happy that Kobe is going is getting his due. It should have you know he probably should have been in the Hall of Fame as soon as after he retired. But he's one of the all time greats. And given everything that's happened to with him, obviously not being here anymore, I'm happy that you know that he'll be celebrating him in Springfield, Massachusetts. But like I say again, we talk about speaking of code, we talk about mama mentality. To me, this putting in maximum effort, getting in, getting the best out of your effort, getting, you know, doing doing the best you can. Like I say again, sometimes you're not it, it doesn't always respond with the win. It's the same thing with, with with education. You know, I I told a kid one time, you know, a kid ended up getting a C out of a class that I taught years ago. I said, man, when you started, you were getting Fs. You you know you started you started with an F but you kept working at it you kept doing it you got better and better and better and sometimes that's the thing that's the thing that you know that we have to take into into consideration sometimes we have to take in consideration not everybody's going to get an A but you know but if you put the effort in sometimes you get better than what you were at first you may not you may not I I, I say this all the time. I think I got like a C or a D in my typing class, right? When I was when I was in college, you know, because I had other because I had other distractions going on and all this other stuff, and that's no excuse. But you know, but the most important thing I got out of that class is I learned how to type. Okay, sometimes you know, sometimes you have to get better. Sometimes it's about you know, sometimes it's oftentimes it's about getting better at what you've done before, being better than you are. Sometimes when you're out there trying to lose weight, if you lose five pounds today, hey, that's progress. That's that's progress. And sometimes, you know, the thing is we, we have to teach we have to teach our kids that you know you're making progress too. Granted, it doesn't always translate into victories and wins. You know, like I say again, you know it doesn't necessarily you're not gonna me man I didn't go to the pros or go to the next level and play in college. But you you keep but the thing is you keep striving, you keep trying. Tyrone from North Philadelphia, am I making sense or am I talking about giving too many trophies away? But no sir, brother, because I'm going to add that's what needs to happen out here right at this very moment. Right. With all the things that are happening and all the things that are coming, you know, coming to folks, they got to be at their best. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they got to do is, one, not get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Right. But one thing you got to do is you got to keep giving it all. Give it your all. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's going to be some very, very difficult times. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to come sooner than folks think. So right. in order to deal with these difficulties, you've got to be at your best, and you've got to do your best. And you know, if you don't mind me ending with this, Brother Chris, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to say this, but all those folks who've been running out buying guns, they got to be careful, because when the pressure happens, and they get all disillusioned in their home. And when they get, you know, that anger take over, they lose control. Mm-hmm. And so one thing about anger, you cannot control it when it takes a hold of you. Right. I'm just asking all those folks who've been running out buying guns, thinking they're going to be protecting themselves. Don't let it overtake you. When you use it to destroy you, your family members, or friends, right. or even strangers, mm-hmm. you know you got to be careful because again, these are trying times, and if you don't be careful in these trying times, mm-hmm. it's going to overtake you, and you're going to lose control. So please. Don't let that happen. Thank, Thank you bro. very much, man. Um, Thank you. Uh, no, I, de- I definitely think you're absolutely right about that. We we cannot in these hard times um, just let things, you know, kind of get to that anger. But uh, what I will say, what I will say, you know, um, is really about 
it's really in, in this situation about making progress and trying to like these times are hard man I mean these times are very very hard in the sense that you know, we don't know when this is going to end we don't know when it's going to end but you know the thing is we have to keep we have to keep trying we have to keep fighting and we have to give up we have to learn we have to teach people we got two we got a minute left we got to teach people to learn from you know to learn from tough times to learn from it and get better. We have Stan and from Harrisburg. I got to get you real quick, Stan, because we're almost out of time. What's yeah. going on? Hey, Chris. Hey, um, Stan Green. Uh, to your comment about, I actually do resilience training. I acquired the assets of another company that had the evidence-based skills mm-hmm. out of uh, University of Pennsylvania. So I do that for AFLAC. I've done it for other companies and the general public. But to your point about basketball, I mean, I played basketball at Penn uh, mm-hmm. for Chuck Daly back mm-hmm. in the day. Wow. I came out of Germantown High in Philly mm-hmm. um, and learned basketball as an eighth grader at Wagner Junior High. And it was at Wagner where I missed going to Central, and I didn't know that I had missed the cut for Central. And I thought, wow, I mean, if I really applied myself, I can do better. Mm-hmm. So at Germantown, I, I really applied myself and had the opportunity to be recruited by Yale and, and at Penn. And I was also recruited by Temple and Davidson. But I thought since I had the opportunity because I worked hard to go to an Ivy League school, I'm going to try right. Ivy League school. And now I'm president of my, uh, co-president of my class. Uh, we won many awards. I'm on the board of Penn Basketball. But I can tell folks, and I've done a lot of things. I've run many companies. Um, and we can do this. Um, if we spend just a quarter of the time that we spend practicing basketball, and I, I, I was on the court of Simon's Playground in West Oak Lane all the time I lived there. Right. I also worked on my books as well. Right. So the point is that we can do it if we apply ourselves. Okay. That's all I have to say. Good show, man. I'm always listening. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate you, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have run out of time. I'm having so much fun with you guys. Okay. I want everybody to stay safe, stay inside, help the elderly, you know, take all precautions, you know, wipe down areas, you know, wash your hands and don't get out of every and hang in there. Don't hoard all the toilet paper and uh, and really, like, ladies and gentlemen, do not use this as a time to be hostile. Still, one love. Let's all support each other and always support Black Media as always end this show. So y'all have a great, uh, great weekend. And you know, you've been listening to the Chris Murray Report on WRD Radio, ninety six point one FM, nine hundred AM, streaming live on wrdradio.com and streaming and follow us on social media and streaming live on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Across three venues and over 1,900 of the world's most sought-after performers and artists, the Kimmel Center Cultural Campus is a place that fuels creativity, ignites minds, and provides inspiration. Building the city's vibrant art scene takes an extraordinary staff, and the Kimmel Center Cultural Campus has openings now. From internship opportunities to volunteer positions to careers and customer service, marketing, and even behind the scenes. Check out their current list of openings and opportunities at KimmelCenter.org. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Lifting every voice till earth and heaven ring. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, Philadelphia. Black Talk Media. The views and opinions expressed by the guests, listeners, and hosts of any program on Word Radio do not necessarily reflect those of ownership, management, or advertisers of this station.